I'm Jennifer Clare, and this is Kitchen Radio. This cooking podcast takes place in a different home kitchen every episode, where my guest teaches me how to cook one of their favorite dishes. I've been a culinary instructor for 18 years and run a cooking school for home cooks in New York City, but truthfully, I'm always more interested in what other people are cooking. Some of my guests are professional chefs, and just as many are passionate home cooks. I'm a teacher at heart, so I'm packing my microphone so you have a chance to learn right along with me. Today I'm joining Joe Disney in his Carriage House kitchen in Cold Spring, New York. Joe is the designer of Milk Street Food Magazine and the food columnist for our local newspaper, The Highlands Current. I have known Joe for years, and we share an obsession with all things edible. In fact, taping this podcast with him in his kitchen involved my tasting 15 new things from his pantry and refrigerator, like handcrafted mushroom soy sauce, a fig syrup, and an Indian tikka masala that blew my mind. He is a fountain of culinary information, and he invited me into his kitchen to teach me what he knows best, gumbo. Joe hails from Louisiana, where he learned how to make this dish from his grandmother, whose blackened cast-iron skillet is what we use to make the all-important roux, the backbone of a good gumbo. The concept of trinity, both spiritual and culinary, features heavily in his recipe. Listen in. So I'm here with Joe, and Joe is going to teach me how to make a gumbo. So, Joe, you're from Louisiana. Yes. My grandmother invented cooking. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and this is the pot she did it in. I can't right? believe it. So I, we are looking at the most beautiful cast iron skillet. I'm going to call that a 10-inch cast iron skillet. But this is an unusual one because of its the, the height of its size. It's almost like a Dutch oven. It's like yeah. a mini Dutch oven. Yeah. So nice. So this is perfect for making roux because you can stir and stir and stir and not worry about it sloshing. <laughs> right. You know edges. that thing. It's like my friend Frank Barton, who's a chef in New Orleans, yeah. calls the roux a uh, Cajun napalm. Cajun napalm. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because it's because if you everywhere? slosh it, if you splash oh, it on yourself, burning. danger. <laughs> so I'm actually getting out my phone here because I'm going to take a picture of this pot because this is a beauty. All right, so we're going to start this gumbo. Um, just, i got to get this melted a little bit. Okay. Just so um, so gum, tell me, we're, we're going to start this gumbo by making the roux. Well, now, I mean, we start it with the stock. The stock is the important thing, okay. I think. You know, okay. it's like you can use canned stuff, but it's always better to, to work from roasted poultry stock. Okay, I so mean, tell me yeah. how you made this stock. You know, it's like when you asked me to do this, I had just done the Thanksgiving one, and that was a roasted turkey carcass that okay. just went in there. And this one, since we were doing it fast, I just bought two roasted chickens, rotisserie chickens, and pulled the meat off I of them and, and did uh, and just boiled the, the bones? stock, the bones, and so there's a little bit of meat left on the bones, and you know, some onions, uh, celery, carrots, just like you would do a stock. You called that the Trinity. No, that's not the oh. Trinity. The Trinity is is what you do in the gumbo. That's most Cajun cooking. It's like the Trinity is always onions, bell peppers, celery. That's interesting. That's you know, the Trinity. Right. So they that's called the mirepoix in like classic French cooking. Your flavor. Oh, I know, I know. But it's like it's, it's like not it's cooked. Called. It's not cooked as fine as yeah. it is in French. But Trinity cooking. gives it more of a holy yes, yes. allure. You know, I was actually thinking about that. And the spices too is almost like a Trinity too. It's red, black, and white pepper always. Oh, you know, interesting. and uh, bay leaves, which are you know bay laurel leaves. Yeah. Right. Uh, I just love these. Oh Penzies. my goodness. Penzies, that is the, the best. Most, these are the best bay leaves in the world. Those are the most fragrant bay leaves I've ever smoked. And usually this bag you, is a year old. You're kidding. No. Usually is, when you buy them Penzies. in the supermarket, no, no flavor. Those are not real no bay aroma. leaves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I make uh, these drink 
um, syrups out of these and juniper berries. Ooh. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. Oh my God, yeah. Hold on, you have to be careful. Your mic is right here. Oh, sorry. And so you have to, I know what I'm, I'm learning loud. how to use my mic. No, because you were opening the bag in front oh, of the mic. Right. So sometimes it gets loud. And then What's that? that is filet, which is powdered sassafras leaves. Beautiful. So that so, also gives thickness to gumbo. Well, that's what the, the deal with it is. Gumbo filet, There's there is arguments worldwide on where the where the word gumbo comes from uh -huh. some people say it comes from africa that it's actually the word for okra oh gumbo means okra. Gumbo, that, it, in two different african languages there's some derivative oh. that it's suspected so, gumbo, so filet gumbo fi is gumbo filet gumbo oh, I'm so, oh, right. gumbo filet the is filet the is the powder I see. Now, people say filet gumbo is because you put filet in the gumbo. But filet is powdered sassafras leaves, which suspected comes from the Choctaw Indians powdering the sassafras leaves. It also uses a thickener. So is that but an as indigenous, you can smell, indigenous plant? Yeah, yeah. Sassafras? You, uh, sassafras is what you make root beer from. The roots. Oh, sarsaparilla. Sassafras. Um, Sass That's why it's called sarsaparilla? I don't know about sarsaparilla, but root beer, like I know. like the original... Root beer? Yeah. Well, it's from this root. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And that's, right. to me, it's like you say, if it's gumbo, it's got to have both of these two things in it. It's got to have sure. bay and, and sassafras. And it's got to have um, okra as well, you know, to me, because that's... I always thought it was one or the other. Like, you could thicken it with uh, okra or thicken it with filet. No, I or, think the I mean, okra, to, okra will sort of naturally thicken it. And that might be a good excuse for not doing a, a, a roux for a keto gumbo, like we were talking about. Right. But, um, uh, <laughs> Joe's trying to go keto this month, which but, is hard to do with or, a gumbo. You can't do that with a roux. <laughs> right. Um, All right, hold on. I'm going to bring us back because I want to try to help this be clear for the people who are right. listening to this. So we've got two pots going here. One has got the... The stock. I started it early. Yeah. And one has got the beginnings of a roux. So roux is fat and flour, right? Fat and flour, equal proportions. So while the stock is simmering away with our with our different flavors in here. So you've got the bay in here, the filet powder. Right. And three peppers, uh, a little thyme. Yeah. Like a, a tablespoon of, of thyme, yeah. you know, dried thyme. Um, red, cayenne, black and white ground pepper oh three yeah. ground peppers oh yeah, yeah so red pepper black pepper and, and white pepper. pepper i yeah. thought you meant the bell peppers yes, i don't know what how i ended up with that i think that was Ooh, like that a, smells uh, so that's either good. my friend frank or maybe paul prudhomme that the seasoning right like the blackening in like you know blackened catfish is like all those different peppers but the thing about it is and it and it's true on the tongue once once it's all cooked down yeah it doesn't burn in one spot. It gives oh. you a slow burn all the way around. It gets, catches all those flavor buds. Because the three different peppers do yeah, that. Yeah, they all, they all touch different places. And, I, and you know, it's like peppers. It's like, I love that thing about these are leaves, yeah. right? These are leaves. Sassafras and, and bay. Yeah, and the peppers are seeds or berries, yeah. you know? And a little thyme is another leaf. You yeah. know, it's all kind of very voodoo-ish to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it vaguely, is gumbo. Vaguely voodoo-ish. So right? you, you slowly simmer the stock so the flavors blend, and while it's simmering, we're going to make this roux. So this is a roux I've never made. Oh, oh. oh no, I've made You've roux made many roux, times, right. but you're making a, a roux. a Cajun roux, right? No, and it sounds like it's a, this is a 20-minute process. Well, the deal is with a Cajun roux, it's like, well, you know, a French roux. I mean, it's from that thing. Yeah. And they say, like, um, the Cajuns, oh, sorry, the Cajuns like 
a dark roux. Like yeah. most French roux are light. So they call this black roux, right? Well, it's not like you can do it to every different color oh. you want. You know, it's sort of like, uh, have you ever been to Vienna? To, in Austria? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, where they do the, the coffee chart. Like you order your coffee by oh. a color. Have you seen those charts? I have not seen that chart. Oh, it's like a yeah. Pantone chart of like, what color do you want your coffee? So how do you know, they it's like do that? that? Well, they just paint it on, you know, and that's the same thing with a roux. Do you want it like a light roux? The darker the meat, the lighter the, the roux. That's what I always oh. heard. Like if you're doing so, turkey is a light meat. If you're doing duck, you do a light, uh, a light roux. So if dark meat doing, would be like. If game? you're doing seafood, you do a, a really dark roux. Oh, so what's this going to be? It's going to be hard to This is going to be kind of medium because this is a black bottomed. No, you'll beautiful see cast the roux, but you'll see the roux once it once it colors. Okay. It really colors. So all right. I'm so gonna, let's talk about your fat. You have you're getting experimental here because well, you have just, just added a little, ghee. Well, I just didn't want all ghee. <laughs> you know, it was like. No. I would use normally animal it would fattest. be animal f- right. Normally they would you know all the cookbooks will tell you use vegetable oil. I try and avoid that like right. Bread, I agree. You know, and more and more. And right now I'm just heating this up to liquefy that because my little tip on making the roux is you don't want to get it too hot right off the bat, but you do want to. Um, Okay, you're add, so you're adding the flour to the. It's melted the fat, but it's not hot. Fat. No, it's, it's not, not hot. In fact, if you're using vegetable oil, okay. it's kind of easier because you can just. You can add it right away. You can add it right away and just blend it first, so you don't get that lumpy thing. Got it. So that's, you basically just have to liquefy whatever fat you're using. All right. So for this purpose, we're using most like three quarters. That's half and half. I use a cup of, of flour to a cup of fat. Right. It's always one to one. Roux right. is always one to one. Well, some people is that is that true? That's classic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's fat and that. flour always in equal I thought that was my invention or my no, grandmother's. Sorry. I thought my grandmother invented that. <laughs> she might have, and that's why I learned from her. <laughs> so you're doing I'm just three quarters out right of now. this is melted ghee, and then I saw you put a splash, a splash of, uh, of olive oil. Well, actually, that oh, was avocado oh, oil. Avoc- you know what? That is my new favorite it's a neutral new, oil. too, yes. Because yeah. <laughs> it's the least processed of the processed Exactly, oils. exactly. It's expensive, but it's worth it, you know. Okay. But if, i got to say... Cooking the uh, tikka masala yesterday and using the ghee yeah. to fry the mushrooms and the bell peppers uh, and cumin seeds. Yeah. Oh my god. Ghee That's is enough. amazing, but it does have it's a got that distinctive thing. flavor. So I'm curious to see how ghee is going to translate. But it's into like this I was gumbo. saying, you know, it's like doing this is the new gumbo. This is like it's not. I mean, it's, it's it's basically the same gumbo, right? But um, like I say, my real gumbo is like the Christmas gumbo. Goose, yeah. goose fat, you know. Oh. I'm telling you, goose fat. You can use small. I love I the idea that every gumbo would taste different because so of the turn, different fat you use. I don't think it does. You know, see, that's the thing. Once you cook this down and it gets the color, what you taste is, is a Cajun roux. It mm. becomes very nutty, regardless. All right, so now your fat and flour are all mixed together. Yeah, there. and so now it's I'm turning nice up. Blonde, turning up the heat. Blonde yes, color. A blonde color. And then you just cook that. And I cook that until it gets almost to the color I want it. Yeah. Which is sort of cafe au lait, caramel color. So to me that looks like it's already kind of, it's not, what color is that? Beige. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's just, that's more a function of the game. Do you have to stir this constantly? Well, I don't like it to burn. That's not what you, that's what you don't want it to do. What you see happening now, it's starting to bubble. Yeah. It'll foam up. You've if you that. don't stir it, it will foam up. No, it'll foam up. Oh. You want it. To, it's going to do that anyway, regardless of what you do. But I just, that keeps it from lumping. And that's what you don't want is a lumpy, okay. a lumpy one. And I got to watch this. I'm not used, you know, I cook on an electric stove grudgingly because that's what's here. Right. 
but I don't like it. <laughs> because I like to see my flame. Right, I like to see my flame too. I, you know what? I actually I moved into an old house myself yeah. when we moved to town, and so for eight years I cannot believe it. I I endured the electric cooktop because yeah. we basically had run out of money once we bought the house. Oh no, I know. It's like, <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, when I moved, so I was like, I'll just use what's here. When I moved back up here from the city and was renting the carriage house, the kitchen was about this big. Yeah. And the the the, um, the stovetop, there was an under counter refrigerator that had on the top of it two burners built in. Oh, <laughs> that's all you <laughs> and got. And that was my stovetop. Yeah. I had a microwave. Uh, no, I had a, a little convection oven, and uh, I could cook dinner for six on it. You, you could know? cook. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, you could cook anything on a stovetop. It's just like. But do, would you want to? You know? No, and then finally we, we ended up, you know, spending the money to put in a propane tank outside so yeah, we yeah. could run gas. And I was like, oh, I don't know how I did that for eight years. But the truth is the food still tasted the same. Right, right. But, it's uh, just getting getting a handle on what the, so that's a the, nice, the heat's doing. But it won't really start cooking until that foam can, dies down. So basically you're cooking... Because there's no water you're, content in here. You're browning you're using, the flour is what you're doing. Yeah. But I'm wondering because it's bubbling. What is all that bubbling Because usually the bubbling is from um, moisture. Well, I mean, that's a good question. I never thought of that. But uh, this is flour. fat. I always assume it's like, well, if you're using fat, like goose fat or something, it would still have some moisture in it. But ghee does not. So ghee that is, right. ghee is 100% fat. Well, you I know, bet it does. It's, the reason ghee is so beloved in Indian cooking is because you can fry with it. There's nothing to burn in it. Right. Well, there's, that's not about water. That's, that's about right. milk solids. Well, so maybe you know, I think there's a little, there's a small amount of water in yeah. it, I, I would guess. Because it be is suspicious. bubbling almost like there's liquid coming out of yeah, it. Yeah, but it'll stop, you know. Okay. And also, I think some of the bubbling is it actually frying the, um, the flour. The flour. Yeah. So what happens if you stop stirring? Well, it'll, just stick, it'll to stick to the bottom and brown unevenly. Ah. That's what you. So this is, this is um, sort of maintained. See, it's already starting to change color. You can see it's getting a little it's reddish a little brown. Darker. Yeah, yeah. Now, and that that can happen really fast. That's why you got to watch the temperature. If you do this too fast, and I know like chefs will crank this and do this in like two minutes, and I'm just too scared to do that because yeah. I've I've ruined too many of them. You know. All right, so let's. I'm going to just recap here. You've got your your broth simmering away with your three different peppers: black, white, and red. Right. Your sassafras time. leaves, otherwise known as gumbo filet, bay leaf, some thyme leaves, and right. your you also the have trinity. some the trinity, which yeah. is the celery, peppers, and onions. And onions and some garlic. And some garlic. Some garlic. So it's the, 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 the Trinity plus garlic. Because garlic's in everything, you know. I mean, so you're making this flavorful stock. Well, the stock left. was flavorful to start off with. You just now it's the, becoming gumbo. Now it's crazy. It's, it's, more it's one yeah. step further along the road to right. be, being gumbo. So we definitely say that gumbo would not be something you want to shortcut with with boxed broth. I I've done it before, yeah. you know, but you always end up. Yeah. Boosting like it with some spices and stuff. And I think that, like, That's true. if it's worth doing, it's worth doing, right? And yeah. also, it's the thing that's like, if I don't it's usually doing, make it's worth doing. I don't like usually that. make it like this. Usually, it's after a holiday when you have a huge yes. carcass, yeah. you know, that you need to, like, so, process. Yeah, this somebody. is a good post Thanksgiving well, and Christmas or any where you're cooking a roast beast, basically. Yeah, yeah. My friend <laughs> Dave Johnson in Louisiana says it's the beginning, oh, it's the getting, beginning of gumbo season. Yeah, you know? it is getting a beautiful color. It's yeah, definitely yeah. taking on a. And you smell it. 
You smell it start, oh starting God. to get a little nutty, right? So that smells like butter. Ghee to me usually has a funky smell, but that doesn't have the ghee funkiness. I it think really, it's because you're burning the flour. I the think flour you're right. is, is the thing. The, so the thing that's making it non keto is <laughs> what's, what's making it yeah, so fabulous. I don't think so. any good gumbo was, was keto. No. So, all right, so to your right, right, you have all the added ingredients. So when this roux is done in the right color, which is going to be dark since we're using well, a Well, it meat. won't be done once this is brown. It's done once it's cooled off. <laughs> Right, so let's talk about that. Yeah. Before you told me that before you add the roux to the broth, turn this down a little you bit. temper it. Now, why do you temper it? Meaning you cool it down before because you add that's to the when broth. You can't just if I dump that in there, it would yeah. explode. It would just. I mean, this really is Cajun meatball. I mean, it really gets now. Nasty. What? Because it's just like molten it's hot, fat. It's hot. molten oil. You know? Interesting. So you have to cool it down. So a what do you bit. cool it and down? And when you cool with? it down, I I add some more of the, the Trinity, the, the vegetables. I always so you say, Vegetables save, to it. save a handful of them, and they cook in here, right? So to temper it, to cool it down, you add a handful, a handful of, of the vegetables, celery, so peppers, and onions, garlic, garlic, some of the spices. I've reserved some of the spices. Oh, so all the same ingredients that are just in a little the bit broth. of each one because I like to include the, all the same flavors. Yeah, I love that. First of all, this roux is looking so isn't it beautiful? Gorgeous. I love doing this. So, this is this. Is, what, stop right here. Yeah, <laughs> this to me is what I call a peanut butter roux. Right. It looks yes. like peanut butter. Okay, this good. Is like, so there's in my my understanding of roux, which is very limited. There are three different stages of roux. Right. There's a blonde roux, which is when you just like fry it for a minute or two. Right, yeah, right. and you want to make a white sauce and right. you want it to color. Right. And then there's the peanut butter roux, which right. is this, which is sort of that definitely a very peanut butter color. Right. And then I mm, always thought that so the good. third is that really dark? Called, they call it black roux. Yeah, what well, they use for gumbo. But there's ranges in between there. Right. So between peanut butter and black are so but many nuances. But also, there's a thing right here. You also kind of visualize how it's going to end up when it gets in there. Yeah. And it's going to darken once you once you cool it off a little bit too. Now, what? Really? Yeah. It's going to darken. Because it's still hot. It's still cooking. You know. All right, and so I'm we've got the broth going, the do. roux, gorgeous roux. We're going beyond. This, this now looks like almond butter. It's gone well, beyond peanut cafe butter. Olay. Oh. This is cafe au lait. This that is the is New, Orleans roux, New Orleans roux. That makes sense. So I would take this off the fire right here. Hold on, I'm going to take another picture. All right. You got to document this this roux change. This, this may be so a little beautiful. lighter than I usually go for, but this is perfectly fine. Okay. <laughs> and like I say, it's going to darken. All right, so you're about to what? temper it. So you're tempering it by adding raw peppers, onions, and um, celery. And it just oh, cool, yeah. it just, it just cools, cools it down. It yeah. down. That's fascinating. I yeah. never knew that. That's my grandmother invented go this grandma. technique. Yes. What was your grandmother's name? Oh, <laughs> uh, Elmir. Elmir. Mimi. 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 Now, is she still alive or did she no, die? No, recently? she's gone. No, 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 but she's she was gone. very. She made it into her mid 90s. You're thinking about my mom who's still oh 96. That is right. Your her, mother her, her is 96. Daughter, <laughs> her daughter who hates to cook. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's probably the reason I ended up with this pan. Otherwise, oh my God, this she is so gorgeous. I can't believe this. So now you just added a whole dump of spices. So that's a mixture uh, of I do like another tablespoon of spices and stuff. But it just, I reserved them right, from the original Right, you're just mimicking what's in the broth yeah, yeah. to cool it down. A little bit, and then further cool it down. This is some more chicken stock. So you thin this out a little bit before, yeah. you know, it gets closer to what that is already. So when they go together, there's no, explode. they don't freak it, it, out. See, you see what it's just doing on the yeah. edges. It's going to go, That's and see, so it's getting darker, right? Yeah. And I think the reason, because when things explode on me, it's when I add liquid to the fat. 
right, on the exactly. pan. So that you'll be essentially doing that by adding fat to the liquid in the pot. Right, right. So this is just calming it down. So you just added liquid to that and now it's super thick. It's yes, like a paste. Exactly. And like you can buy in Louisiana, Zanarin's or somebody makes, you get jars, like quart jars of roux already made, which is basically this. And you, you can, can scoop buy it out. Roux? You can scoop it out and throw it in something. Yeah. But who I've would want to do that? that? Wait, who would they, want to do that? They don't do that in the north. I've never no. seen roux. But in also, a you know, you can do this in, in a microwave. No. People do this in a microwave. We're not going there. No. That seems so counter. It's an an abomination. (laughs) It's an abomination. First of all, you you can't put it in a cast iron skillet in a microwave. (laughs) You can't. You just shouldn't make. You shouldn't make gumbo if you have to use a microwave. There's plenty of other things you can do in a microwave. Oh yeah. So we're you're using. Um, I've got like four cups of broth to Not four this. cups, uh, two cups. Yeah, that's four. that was about three three cups okay, together. This was two quarts of stock when I started this morning. So once you add the roux, the tempered roux to right. your simmering stock, how long do you cook that? Well, once I get it to somewhere, I feel like I can walk away from it for yeah. a little while and let it and let it do this do its thing for ten or fifteen minutes. That's what I'll do. You know, but, I mean, I just want this to cook and let the flavors. So wait, we're going to temper this roux for ten more minutes. Yeah. Okay, and well, then we you can add take a break and right. talk about other well, stuff. Well, we can, and then I'm just kind and of. And then figuring. I'm going to dump it right in there, and then that should cook for another forty minutes or okay. forty-five minutes to really let the flavors develop. So it's not at all. So the roux, yeah. the the a gumbo, all these sort of add-ins, all the meat bits that right. gets added at, That's the, at end. the end. Very oh. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want that. Now, I if that we was were making along with it. no, if we were making a seafood gumbo, yeah. it would be different. The whole process would be a bit different. You know? Well, seafood gumbo, you would just add the seafood at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but but you, you would do the same. The stock would be lighter. Seafood. Yeah, yeah. But the like, roux would be darker. You're saying so for. Exactly. Yeah. I, that is so interesting that it's a converse that you a darker roux for lighter meat and right. a lighter roux for darker meat. Okay, I think we're safe. Here. That is. See just that thing? Isn't that gorgeous? Nice? Okay. Isn't that nice? So it is our beautiful nice? tempered roux. And you're gonna. I'm just gonna switch switch weapons here. <laughs> now, why do you cook this for ten minutes before you add it to the to, simmering? To broth? make sure it doesn't have any flour taste to it. You know, ah. I mean. Can I taste this? I want to uh, oh, taste it. I'm just curious. Thanks for saying that, oh. but I need to put a little salt in it. That's, oh, yeah. that's the one thing that didn't, didn't get in there. Don't forget the salt. I love yeah. your salt cellar. You my friend Robin Casey, who was in my band, yeah. made that for me. She took up pottery. And, and, and like I a, had one shaped like this I got in Sicily that I loved. Yeah. Well, they're called salt broke. pigs. Yeah, yeah. Where you reach your hand, it's like a exactly. It's and like we, a cave we went of th- salt. We went through uh, <laughs> numerous uh, like prototypes for it to make sure that I could get my hand in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. My, it's just, it's orange. Wait, First me, of all, I think that's why I gravitate towards it. Well, she did it. She, well, you, you noticed the kitchen. Is that your accent color too? Because oh, orange is sure orange, my yellow, accent. yellow, and red. Oh my God, well, that's why I like you. Everything, orange is You I see my car. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you have an orange Subaru. All right, I'm tasting this roof. Well, it may not be time to taste it. Well, taste mm. it now and then taste it in, in 10 minutes. Oh my minutes. God. That is so, that has such a depth of flavor. It's like, um... Yeah, it tastes like there's nuts in it. It's definitely well. The, that's the, the brown. It's the brown and yeah. the flour. And it's like no, it's really just toasted amazing. flour. 
It's so savory. It's making me smack my lips. Yes! <laughs> yes! Mm. So you know it's gonna be a good gumbo. This is gonna be a good gumbo. Oh my god. I mean, there's some. I feel like I could just sit down and have a bowl of roux. That would <laughs> not be very healthy. That is so It's un- not keto. Right. It's People not keto. Would- <laughs> But I'm just saying that's how good it is. It's like a thickened, rich. Because well, I've never had a tempered roux where you add just a little bit of broth and raw ingredients to cool well, it down, and then let it cook a little bit. Because I think that kind of rounds it out a little yeah. bit more, and then it's going to round out even I more. I think you there. have invented the ghee roux. Indian, well, you know, you Cajun, can use any kind. Beautiful of, fusion. Well, that's the thing. It's got okra in it. Who else uses okra in their cooking? The Indians. The Indians? Yes, <laughs> amazing. You know, Africans, Indians, and I say it's like. Growing up in I Louisiana, you just cooking. take well, you just take this for granted when yeah. you grow up in Louisiana. And the first time I ever went to Nigeria, I went to a, uh-huh. I was working for an offshore oil survey company. Doing for, what? Doing survey work. It was after I got out of the Navy. It was electronics oh and goodness. stuff. And I flew into Lagos, and at the airport, I was starving. I went to the restaurant and got a stew that was chicken and okra and rice. You know, and it was like, and you're like, I feel I'm at home. home. <laughs> Hey, I'm home. Well, I guess that makes there's a lot of Africans coming to Louisiana. Well, I mean, that's where they say this all came from. Was like, you know, it's got to be that diaspora from, you know, the diaspora. He's calling it kindly, calling it yeah, diaspora. kindly calling yeah, uh, it slavery in the diaspora. A diaspora, but um, saying that well, the ingredients for sure, okra was big in Africa. I mean, and, you yeah. know, the thing about okra, it's got so many seeds in it. Yeah. That what a convenient thing to bring, and it spread because right. it's a subtropical tropical vine, you know, and, and it fruits climate. in like two months. Yeah. You, pl- you plant the seeds, and you can get okra in two months. Yeah. My grandmother always well, had an okra an, vine an in the back. African stew. It is totally an African stew, and peanutty, you know. Yes, it's, it's like well, a I'm, think, bit. I'm thinking Senegalese peanut stew, uh-huh. chicken stew yeah, is yeah. one of my favorite yes, soups. Yes, yes. And this doesn't have any nuts in it, but that that roux you made. It's very nutty. It's very That's nutty. A, yeah. I have to and, have another bite of it. I'm sorry. And then uh, there's all that great stuff about it. You mm. know, voodoo. Oh, my goodness. So we can, you know, if you want to chat about other stuff for a minute, you want to continue cooking. <laughs> oh, I, about, I want to oh, do about, both of those things. I just want to do a little survey of all the ingredients that we're going to put oh, okay. in at the end. So this is andouille sausage. This is andouille sausage, sausage which that is. That you've already cooked. Yeah, I do it in the oven, uh, cut it into like uh Half inch halves, yeah, and do it on a uh, Mm. on a baking sheet on a sheet in the oven. Now, why do you do that as opposed to cook the andouille sausage? Uh, I used to throw it in there and start and do the the trinity with it to flavor that all. Right, but um, it got it cooks the sausage too much. I like to have a nice little nice texture to that, and especially now you can get better sausage than you used to get. Uh, And I think it it came from like trying to do. Gumbos in other locations where you can't get onto it, you right. know, and I would use kibasa and stuff like that. Kibasa, I would say, is the second. It's similar. It's not spiced the same, but it's the same texture and the same kibasa, smokiness. Yeah. Kibasa is definitely, I yeah. feel like kibasa is smokier, but andouille has yes, that nice yeah, yeah. kick. Right. That pepper kick. And, you know, and also you would, you could use tasso or, or any of So, yeah, of those what's kinds tasso? Of, That's a very tasso, It's southern. just spiced ham. It's the same spices, but on ham, you know? 
spice okay because you can't it's hard to find tasso you up can't in the anymore north. yeah right i mean well no in this day and age you can find almost anything it's anywhere, funny i went looking for it at murray's uh when i was doing uh, my my uh, murray's but that's a cheese shop Why would but they, they have had tasso? me they had me they meats and stuff they were just out at the time they oh. usually have it dina de lucas used to have it but dina de lucas is, is no gone. more yeah so tasso is a cooking meat like pancetta right? oh yeah it's, don't for, need it's that. for seasoning it's, it's for not to eat it's not to eat so you do tasso or you do andouille and then over here you have the shredded this is the, the chicken. chicken. Well, th since this was chicken, and I started with um, this is the meat from the bones that you use. Well, for plus the, I'm um, okay. Lie, okay. Oh, you're truth lying be told, truth be yeah. told, yes, I stripped that, but that has too much white meat in it. So you like the dark. <laughs> so meat, I yeah. went and bought some boneless chicken thighs and roasted them along with the. the oh. Here. So is is gumbo is typically is always more than one meat. You know, it's kind of I don't know, but. Chicken and okra gumbo. You could do a chicken and okra. Just I mean, in fact, I have to remember to save some for my landlady. She can't eat. She doesn't eat pork. Okay. So I have to save some. Um, so this is andouille and chicken. And chicken. Andouille chicken gumbo. That's my kind of go-to gumbo. Yeah. But it's like duck andouille gumbo. Duck andouille oyster gumbo. Oh, oh. my god. Damn. Wait, so the oysters Boom. just go in right, right at the end. Right at the Right at the edges curl. And that's oh all you want. Oh, my God. Surf yeah. and turf. Yeah, like yeah. The best or kind of surf and, and crab gumbo, yeah. you know. I mean, you can do anything with it, really. I mean, that's what a gumbo is. It's sort of not to be too precious about it, I right. think. Right. It's like whatever you got if you've on got hand. A good, you got a carcass, yeah. make some stock. If you've got, you got a good flour. stock and a good roux, you can add anything to it. Yeah, yeah. So are there any vegetable gumbos? Uh, gumbos are herb. It's an abomination too. Z H E R B E S or something. Gumbo Zerb. Zerb. And that Zerb. <laughs> it can be just straight uh straight um herbs and like spinach and parsley oh, and stuff greens. like that. Green a green gumbo. I think they do it for Lent a lot. In fact, oh, interesting. I grabbed this book. So would it have any this? meat stock or would it be a vegetable stock? A vegetable stock. Or a seafood stock you could do, I suppose. But um, Zerb. I think he's got one in here. Whose book is that? The, La, do you know who Lafcadio Hearn is? No, Lafcadio. Oh, I see we're going to have to discuss Lafcadio Hearn. Hearn's Creole cookbook. Lafcadio Hearn was this writer. Uh, in here, the, you look it up. In the 19th century. Um, oh, the index is all Ungapachka. Ungapachka. Yeah. Your, yours I'm is your Yiddish name. Creole yeah. speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh God! We're spanning every kind of uh, every cuisine culture. Here. Every culture, I love it. Where are his zerb gumbo? I'm giving this a stir for you. Yeah. So that's interesting, zerb. Well, that that zerb. seems. It's a, oh, here you go. It's a gumbo. herb. It's French Chicken for with herb. oysters, crab or shrimp with okra, okra or fillet. Fillet. Oyster and fillet. Megra means like for Meager, dieters. Right, yeah. Megra <laughs> without meat. Yeah. But it doesn't Oh, meager means without meat. Because meager well, means a, skinny. It means thin. meager. Meager, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Meager. Meager. Um, you do that when you're, when the... I guess it's not in here. I thought it, I thought it was. But um, I know there's... So there's basically gumbo for everybody. There's a gumbo for every taste or whatever you got on hand, yeah. really. But I mean, as far as the... Um, the vegetables in it, it's the trinity. You know, I say... Okra. I mean, I will always try and fit okra in it. Although I'm, I'm surprised I won't you don't do have it. okra here today. I do. It's in oh, the free. Well, that's the secret. It's like I'm not going to get fresh okra. Although I went to the Indian store 
to buy spices and they had fresh okra. They always had fresh okra. Yeah, yeah, it was there. nice. Yeah. But I just buy it uh, organic, frozen. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those it vegetables. Sliced? It's sliced already. Okay. And you can just dump it in and it's cooked. And yeah. It doesn't take any time to cook. Right, and so you're cooking like, it anyway, so right. it doesn't need to have that freshness. Yeah, there are certain f- vegetables that I well, always keep frozen. Like Co- peas. Exactly. Yeah. Peas and corn are always in my freezer. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And canned I beans. Okra, always canned beans. Canned beans. Bar- uh, brads, organic. Do you know Brad's organic? Brad's? Brad's. Brad's. Brad's organic. Oh, yeah, the boxes? Yeah. No, in cans. They have them in cans? Oh, my God. I thought it's they the came best. in little boxes. For, like, if you want to throw together a bean salad at the yeah. last minute, Voila. they have a, a can that's called salad beans, and it's like three beans mixed together, but they're cooked yeah. perfectly. Oh, I am a giant fan of the canned bean department in my pantry. Because yeah. I can make any meal, anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a no, can of beans, right. you're done. I'm, I'm, up, I'm yeah. up. I'm down with that up. Or All right, so we have down. basically been down. cooking this roux. So, we cooked it for 10 minutes raw, and then we tempered it. I think we've been tempering this. it for I at least 10 minutes. This could probably go. Yeah. It's so good. Mm. Isn't that yummy? And I made it myself. You made it yourself. I with made it ghee myself. and your own homemade right. broth from the rotisserie chicken. All right, I'm going to turn this up for you. Right. So you're going you're gonna to scrape this into yeah. the broth. Please, okay. Please. I love that your grandmother's pot is still in use. That's the thing about cast iron. You could, you know, this is, this will nothing be, ever goes wrong with the cast iron pot. This gets you know, better and better. The, well, that's the thing. It's you, you always try to, how do you take care better. of it? You, you, you use you it. That's how you use right. it. You fry things in it. There's so few things that the more you use them, the better they get. Right. Cast iron's a beautiful thing. Here, I'll stir that while you. All right. I'm just going to let this cool So off. now we, if we bring this back to a boil and we just let this simmer for 45 minutes, do you simmer it covered or uncovered? I simmer it uncovered because I like to get to pick up a little. Right, also, because you get to smell it while it's cooking. And there's that. All right, we're going to take a pause while this thing simmers, and then we're going right, to come back at bit. the... Not uh, that much, yeah. So we're going to come back in about 45 minutes. Now you just put the andouille, the, andouille in, the roasted right? andouille roasted sausage. Andouille. It's already cooked. And then are you going to put this and in, the put roasted the chicken, chicken, yeah, chicken shredded? And, okay. and I'm going to just throw some in there right off the bat just so she gets some. Okay. All right. We're making a separate pork-free pot. A pork-free pot for, okay. for friends. Gorgeous. Oh, my God. And there you go. So and, you're very oh, generous No, with wait the, a minute. What? I'm forgetting the okra. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll go get it. I'll go get it. It's in a, the freezer? The freezer, yeah. Okay. There's two bags. You want one bag or two? That's why it seems so thin. I want two. <laughs> I, do one you like bag. okra? I love okra. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I would okay. put three in. You know, okay. Sometimes. All right, so we got some uh, Woodstock, Woodstock organic. Sliced organic sliced. power packed veggies. All right, we're going to open this up. Oh, I'm just tearing yeah. it because I'm a brute. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to turn this up because now we just put frozen stuff yeah. in here. Brought down the temperature. Oh, yeah. Now that looks like a now gumbo. Now it looks like a gumbo, Come right? Come on, yeah. people. It is. Ooh, is mommy. A, Ooh, mommy. This is a true stew because it's basically like okra meat and, and dewy and bound with some thickened, crazy broth. broth. Lovely broth, yeah. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to eat this. I'm going to pause because I think we'll, sure. we'll come back when it's done. Okay. Our the gumbo. color. The color is incredible. The color is great. You know, like you see it in that black pot and yeah. it looks one color, but like you get it in here and it really right. is. Well, like, it's in an orange bowl, so how bad can that be? Nuttier or something. <laughs> you know? All right. I'm taking my first bite here. 
Okay, you go in. You're right. Going in. I'm going in. With this or without? Is the fillet. most beautiful. You can try it without first, and then maybe oh, try some. Oh, you want me to sprinkle fillet? Well, maybe try some. No, you don't have to. Okay. You know. Just the texture of this. It's not too thick, but it's not too thin. Yeah. Oh my god, that is incredible. There's so much flavor going on in here. I know. And it none tastes, of the, none of the takes ingredients. The time. None of the and there's there's like a, a teaspoon of. Thyme I actually in when I, I said that, but I actually meant I can taste the T I M E. Oh, oh, the time as yeah. opposed to the T. Well, I think that's one of the major ingredients. All right, now I'm sprinkling the the ground sassafras on here. So that's traditionally sprinkled on top as a well, garni. As I told Ooh, you earlier, fragrant. I mean, I told you when we were discussing before that some people say it only goes on at the end, mm. but um. I like it. I think it's a oh good God, flavoring so good. agent. I, mean, I yeah. know what you mean by those those three peppers: the black pepper, red pepper, it's and black round. pepper. It's around. This is a round, <laughs> round flavor. Burn. Every part of my tongue is literally Happy. tingling, smiling, <laughs> smiling. Joe, thank you so much for teaching me. I can't believe I've never made a gumbo. I can't believe you haven't either. It's outrageous. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Kitchen Radio. If you're interested in today's recipe, you can find that and more at homecookingny.com. Just click on the podcast link. There you can ask me any of your culinary questions or even pitch yourself as a future guest. And when you find yourself in New York City, please join us for a cooking class at Home Cooking New York, our cooking school in downtown Manhattan. Until next time, toodaloo!